Fort Worth Camera Radio is back on the air. I think we've decided it's going to be Fort Worth Camera Radio. It sounds fun, even though it's a podcast. Fort Worth Radio does have a little bit of a zip to it. And uh, this is episode 12. We've made it, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? With me, as always, is Greg Woods, our stalwart engineer. Giddy up. Yeah. And today we are with um, our ninth of the original nine Fort Worth Camera Ambassadors. And what was unique about our guest is that he was our first uh, ambassador having anything to do with video or cinematography or filming or any of those words that I'm probably not quite sure which one to use. Nick Utter, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Okay, so, so correct me, please. So here at Fort Worth Camera, we know a whole lot about photography, less about cinema photography, video. We're learning. We're growing. Come on down to 1600 Montgomery Street in Fort Worth and see all the video stuff we have to to supply for you. But we, we are growing. We're learning. That's why you're here. What's the proper term we should be using for this new industry that's becoming more consumer available? I mean, sort of the, the typical term people throw out would probably be videography, but that's sort of a word people don't like to use because it has that sort of... Tape? Yeah, it has the <laughs> tape feel to it. It has more of the... It doesn't have as much of like a professional sound to it. Um, I, I always like to prefer... Uh, prefer it more towards cinematography um really putting a lot of effort behind the visuals not just sort of capturing um what's there more creating what's on film now what what you do totally is cinematography Mm -hmm. from soup to nuts a to z nuts and bolts whatever we can say but even for someone is putting together a film clip on a an iphone I mean, are you still are we still using the term video? Are we still using the term? He's right, though. I mean, people prefer film over video any day of the week. It just sounds more sophisticated, real. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. real. That's actually a a video. Is it pun? Yeah, unintentional. Insert laugh track here. Just <laughs> kidding. Don't insert laugh track here. <laughs> I met you through a good friend and other Fort Worth camera ambassador, Dixie Dixon. And from there, we you actually produced our first Fort Worth camera commercial. I did. That was and a fun it, one. It's pretty cool. So cool, in fact. And you can check it out on our YouTube channel or, or hopefully if you're watching uh, maybe sometimes some sports because actually we play it during um, uh, sports events on TV, local sports. Um, it's a really, really good, well-thought-out commercial it encompasses important it really describes what we do and our style and you came up with a storyboard and you came up with all of the angles no pun intended of the shot and i thought it was so good and apparently someone else must have thought it was good too because if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong i'm pretty sure it got copied imitated by another camera store that's not even in this neighborhood let alone the state um it's flattering. Yeah, I, 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 I will ha- we'll have to just settle on it. It's flattering because <laughs> imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So, how often has this happened to you, or has it happened at all before? Where, yeah, I mean that that sort of thing happens a lot. And the more and more um, work you do in the industry, you find that that's it's actually a pretty common thing. You sort of have to walk that fine line. You you want to 
use other people's new ideas and look at art and look at different mediums to get inspiration, but you don't want to straight up rip something off or, or steal somebody's um, tone and vision with it. The thing I like about that spot is, I mean, it's, it's not a super complex spot. It's, it's simple. Um, it shows off your store. It shows um, sort of somebody that hasn't been here, what it looks like, what they can expect to get here. But it also gives you um, sort of the feeling of the store there. It's fun. It's, it's, it's hit. It, it gets that across, which I think that's sort of a it's engaging. Part of it. It's mm-hmm. very energetic. It is energetic, energetic, engaging because it keeps your focus real quick. It's it's bullet pointed. It gets the, the message across. Um, sometimes we need to be bullet pointed on on Fort Worth Camera Radio to keep the story going along. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do right now. So in your event, all the ambassadors performed performed. They conducted their own event. During the uh, 2018 Forward Photo Fest, you were no different. You had a basically the, the, the final event of the whole thing. And we were downstairs in our studio, and you had a, a good crowd. And you really brought the house down in terms of what I saw. I learned so much about what goes on behind the scenes to the point now where, although I've always been into movies, and I've kind of watched credits at the end, I'm now paying even more attention to those things because the actors probably have, you know, just for those who can see through this radio, <laughs> I'm holding up a very small portion. The actors are a really small portion of the whole production. Yeah. Then especially in those big budget movies and even medium budget movies, it's just the crew is so massive and people don't realize um, what goes into each thing, like each thing. It's like we have a, green screen studio shoot tomorrow um here at near south studios in fort worth and um it's i mean it's it's maybe a 20 person crew and it's a three scripts nothing crazy but you can see how big things can get uh quickly um once you bring on the right people for each role but it's a it's a fun industry and it's it's you, you can do it lots of different ways you can have it much smaller much smaller crews where people are cam ops and directors and all of that or you can sort of stretch it out to have that flexibility on set to uh, be able to make those changes quickly when everyone has a role before we started recording i asked you so what was the original plan when one of the clips during that event was you rocking a little high eight uh camcorder when you were pretty young yep Filming yourself in a mirror. Yep. I invented the first <laughs> selfie. It was... Uh, <laughs> no, that was you. Yeah, that was me. No. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I actually remember that day specifically, it, mostly because I have footage of it. Um, I think I was annoying my mom at the house, and she wanted me to keep busy and go do something, so she handed me the camera and said, film a tour. So walked around the house and gave a tour and commentary, and it sort of started from there. My... My uh, dad always made stupid videos when I was growing up and always sort of mimicked him, and it, uh, it spread from there. It's media's so, so that was the first vlog is what that was. I think so. There was just no YouTube or um, anything to put it on, which is probably good. Uh, none of those early videos made it out. You know, we do transfer old tapes to digital formats. You know, we can resurrect those. There's I, no problem. Already, I already have those transferred. I think I'm good. I don't, oh, okay. I don't, well, I don't want to post let, them anywhere. Let us know. <laughs> So the original plan was really just to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, 
original plan, my mom's owned her own business for over 40 years now. And here in Fort Worth, it's a pretty popular dance studio. And just sort of growing up in that lifestyle of um, being your own boss and controlling your own schedule and loving what you do, um, I was lucky enough to to not have to um, have my parents like really hate what they did for a living. So that sort of was instilled in me as a young age. So I, uh, I've always wanted to just, my main goal is to do like what I do. And it sort of stemmed from there. So I, I like to film and make videos. And so I found a career path that led me to do that. One of the reasons we started this pot, not podcast radio, Fort Worth camera yes, or Fort Worth camera radio. The reason we did this is to kind of give an insight of what this program really is kind of about who the people are be behind the footage or the, the images because you're one of those people where you're successful. What kind of rubs off on me about you not only being successful, you being friendly, approachable, creative, but really, really organized. Do you find yourself, because you look that, well, you don't look that way right now. You kind of I look like a t-shirt and flip flops <laughs> or whatever. But even your van, oh my God, we could teach people here, uh, guests here at Fort Worth Camera how to pack their bag. We were talking about that this morning. People come in here with like a banana, you know, and mm -hmm. the hairbrush and their, their camera lenses. But you have a whole van that is to the T, organized with all your gear. I got to have that van. And man. it's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, mean, I thought the A-Team van was cool. This but, one's uh, pretty sweet. The mystery It's pretty sweet. No, I, I found out. And then most of that's through experience of what not to do on set. You'll be on set and like, where is this light? I can't find it. Oh, it's back in the van. So through experience, I've learned how to sort of pack my carts and pack my van to get the most use out of things um, to make sure I'm not wasting time because really on on sets you, that's time's money so you need to have things quick and accessible and easy to grab and set up and not have to completely build your camera out every time you move so um, just having a way to transport all of that stuff is sort of it's it's a fun hobby but it actually helps with my career well, when you when you packed everything up and just rolled the cart into the back of the van, I was sold. Man, that was <laughs> that was just. I've I've amazing. been on. I've worked for other video production companies where we um, look like the Beverly Hillbillies rolling in. We have like six <laughs> carts, a hundred cases, and have to rebuild everything. And I always thought that's just such a waste of time. It's just have things easy to grab and secure and safe, and roll it into the van, lock it down, Absolutely. take off. Better to have it and not need it yep. than to need it and not have it. Yeah, I think I brought way too much stuff for my um, talk for Fort Worth Photo Fest that day. I think I, I thought had, it like, was great. <laughs> just in I case it I needed great. it. You never know. Uh, you can actually view small clips of that presentation on our Facebook page somewhere. I think we did some live uh, Facebook Live stuff from that. It was cool. It was so cool. I had no idea. I mean, I, I shouldn't admit what we don't know so much but honestly that was so cool the gear you use first off is something we we don't even get mm -hmm. um jump into that a, a red camera and yeah a really kit full of lenses i mean oh jump into goodness. that real quick would you what's what kind of gear and how did you how what was the, the progression of well we forget the high, high eight days I mean, when did you start getting to the big kid stuff? Uh, really, through college, I worked um, the whole time freelancing, and I would make money doing small wedding videos and slideshows, and I'd buy software, and then I'd buy more software, and 
then by some cameras and then lenses and it just starts to build up and build up and eventually you find yourself in a studio with a packed grip van and some red cameras and primes and all that fun stuff um but just slowly it's not all hey this year i bought this entire grip package that it's been 12 years in the making i had the great honor to interview over the phone one of my great great heroes um and i'll I'll save that for another podcast i'm a musician so he was a musician that i got to talk to and i asked him about what do you think about american idol we're gonna get back to this i promise you nick gotcha he said american idol is something i am greatly against and i said me too but what's your reason and he said because you know just teaches people that they, they can make it in a second they're automatically famous without any sort of preparation, any sort of work. And although that may not be the case, that's all you see on these television shows. And down with just the instant gratification of the internet, social media, whatever, it just, it unfortunately sends a message to people that are starting out that it, it teaches them to be impatient about growing. Mm-hmm. And it does take time to collect tools, collect knowledge, which is a tool. I mean, you're a classic example of someone who started this at a young age and understands the value of growing. Yeah. I mean, I, I work with a lot of crew. That's, that's really my best asset is I know the best people. So I, I mean, I have grips and gaffers that know more than me on certain topics and it's just collecting all that knowledge, bringing all that to set to be able to use it. But that Um, didn't happen overnight. No, absolutely not. And knowing that you don't know everything, um, really is the, the best thing to go at it. It's you, you're constantly learning. And if you're not, um, you're, you're going to get woken up real quick when somebody passes you up. Great lessons. What would be one bit of advice you'd give to someone who's, you know, pretend there's a kid that's just like you starting off with that camera back in 93 or whenever that was, um, what kind of advice are you going to give to them who someone wants to actually start making really good uh, pieces of cinematography. Yeah. Just keep shooting, shoot everything. It shoot sports, shoot weddings, shoot your friends, you film short films. Like that's really the best way to learn. It's I, I learned more on a few short features we shot back in college than I did through some of my classes, just learning. Oh man, that really wasn't a good way to do that. It didn't translate through the edit. Um, just, getting your hands on and getting into that, you'll learn so much so quick. And also YouTube, you can learn anything you want on it. And I guess part of the, the furthering the discussion of the instant gratification, I got to be good now. Mm-hmm. I got to get this many likes right now. People are afraid to make mistakes. And um, thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it, I think it can go both ways. It's, I've seen people that like pop up famous instantly, but there's also people who worked their entire life to get to that point. I think it can happen both ways. I think it's better to, to, to learn as much as you can to get as best as you can and just let it happen. I, uh, everyone that I know that works in the industry consistently has done it for years and knows their stuff and has just stuck with it and just kept going. You mentioned the, the type of filming you do, and I, I came up or came up with the term commercial, you know, style shooting. I mean, is that 
accurate. You mentioned the word agency. What is your specialty if you have one right now? Um, that's the tricky thing. I, I sort of I like to stay a little fluid. I like to have a few specialties. What, what I really have been focused on um, the past few years is a lot of agency work, uh, working with ad agencies um, on the creative, getting the storyboards ready, crafting um, the crew and the spots and the gear in order to be able to accomplish that in the given time frame and budget. Um, and really just getting the, getting the agency the most bang for their buck to create the coolest um, vision we can for them. So what is the first step on a project? Really talking with the agency just or talking with the client or talking with whoever is producing the spot. Um, what do they want to accomplish? Why, why are we making the spot? It, I mean, it, it would be great to have an unlimited budget to cool, shoot cool stuff, but that's really not how the world works. What is the point of this video? And then from there, figure out the budget range, how big the crew can be, how quickly do we need to get it done? Um, any limitations? Is this outside in Texas in July? Because um, that, that throws in some more hurdles. Um, so really just trying to see all the red flags before you even start to logistically plan stuff out. Uh, tell me about the gear you happen to be using right now. Um, In-house, I, I like to have sort of some gear on hand. That way I don't, on, when quick shoots pop up, I don't have to go to a rental house and, and get gear. Um, In-house, I'm running with a Red Epic um, with some Canon EF uh, zooms and PL primes, the Sony Cine Altas. Um, PL. Yes, sir. They're, uh, they're fun. They're super heavy, but they're gorgeous. Please list. Uh, all those the, who don't know what PL is. Oh, they're positive locking. Ooh. Yeah, so they're uh, they're they're just really high quality glass. The focus reel on it has definite focus marks, so it says two inches, four inches, 12, 12 inches. So you can nail your focus oh, wow. where your talent is, and it it's not like a uh, a sports zoom where the focus spins at the end. Once you get to it, it keeps spinning. Um, it has a definite point so you can take a tape measure walk it to the talent they're six feet away set it to six feet got them and then also with the aperture um it's it, it's got the numbers on it so you take your light meter set a five six set it to five six they're exposed i want to drop a name brand on those lenses. Uh, yeah those are the sony cine altas nice. they're uh they're I, I i love them i don't see a ton of people that use them yet I'd never um, seen those before you open up that Pelican case mm -hmm. and you had what six of them. Yeah. I have a six lens set. It's like uh, James Bond. Man. I know they're, they're fun. The only thing is they're just real heavy, but man, they're pretty. Like I throw them on my red and they're gorgeous, but I throw them on my Sony FS seven. They're pretty. So they're uh, they're fun glass to run around with. If you'd like share with us some of your clients, um, locally, National, international, perhaps. I mean, I, I know I want to know. I, of course, know a few of them, but share with me. Yeah, there's uh, quite a few local agencies here um, that I do a ton of work with, um, sort of bigger names that people would recognize. I, I do stuff for the Dallas Cowboys. I've done stuff for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I do a lot through uh, TCU football, TCU athletics, TCU baseball, basketball. There's sort of a huge market here. Um, I've done stuff with Frito-Lay, PepsiCo. There's just really a ton of stuff in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and it's a great place to live and work. I saw a really great spot for the zoo that you've done, and um, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, 
good stuff. Where can someone see some of these clips? Uh, yeah, sure. I have a ton on my website um, at nickutterdp.com. I have a few of my edits up there, um, but a lot of the stuff I do is sort of through agencies or through internal departments, so they will sort of release those on their end. Mm. Um, so it's sort of fun. A lot of videos that I've done, you you just see them randomly pop up at events or see them randomly pop up online that you're just sort of not expecting. But I, ha I have a lot on my website that you can check out. Um, I don't know if I actually mentioned this in one of these podcasts, but the original plan of the ambassador program was to start over every year uh, to, you know, we had, or the original plan was to have six. I was like, I thought we were so smart because we had six and there's 12 months and we'll do something every other month. Um, part of the, um, plan was to have presentations and you, you did your presentation but more people came to the team because everybody had a different specialty and you were no different uh, but guess what the whole program ended up being more successful than we thought so we decided to really kind of double down and add more so we're going to have a full 20 ambassadors and a, and a lot of will have um, cinematography backgrounds and mm -hmm. Very exciting, and uh, I'm I'm really really proud and, and thankful that you are still with us and hanging out and yeah man being it's part a, of the family. It's a fun group. Yeah. Final question. Oh God. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? You know it does. It's a it to people out of town. It seems like a small town, but then once you get here, it's like man, it takes an hour and a half <laughs> to get to Plano. So it. It is a well, huge that's, that's not Fort Worth, though. Oh, yeah, but the whole area you're crossing through. The Metroplex. The Metroplex. It's just... It's getting huge. It's getting huge. It has a very Austin vibe um, Well, now. hopefully it has a Fort Worth vibe. That was kind of why I asked you the question. No, it, it definitely does. It's fun. It's hip. There's live music everywhere. Where are you it's, from? I'm actually from Fort Worth. <gasps> I know. Shocking. Awesome. Went to school here, maybe? Uh, you know, I did. I did. I went to high school at North Crowley, and then I uh, mm -hmm. went to TCU here in Fort Worth. Yeah. That's a college here. It is. Yeah. Small one. It's all right. Small but mighty. It's all right. So if you had to encapsulate a description of Fort Worth, what would it be? It is a city that is massively growing, and it is a really fun place to, to grow up and work. It's very hip. It's very, it's very open, and it's uh, it's really great people. I hope the people from Visit Fort Worth are listening. Maybe I'll send them an email to yeah, this, hit me this up. one in particular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit Nick up. Visit Fort Worth. Uh, Nick, thanks for joining us. Of course, thanks for having me, guys. This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.